to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and water life science. What's going on out there in the world? We brought guests in from Spain and England and Holland and China, all over the world. We could just go uh, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, all over the United States, and more. And uh, what can we learn with what's going on with the problem and the crisis that they haven't solved of water? Importance of water is your everyday life. Did you know you are walking water that requires that the earth has water from the moisture in the air, the water vapor that you live with, that atmosphere? It's idle. You wouldn't be alive. Is it possible that the symptoms that are going on and all these diseases that are happening right now all over the world are possible because that no one really studied the water in your body to be a priority to your greatest influence on your symptoms? Is that possible? I think it is. I believe it is. It's my research going on. All these over 35 years I've been studying. I decided not to write the book. I decided to try to do something about it. I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center. So we could study all that and make a priority of what we could learn in water research in the human body, living with the water vapor of the atmosphere. It's critical to your life, like electricity is. What happens to your body is that each percentage of water in the organs of your body has to maintain a certain amount of water from birth. And as you're born in that moment, in that delivery spot of choice, the atmosphere in that room is vital with the water vapor in the atmosphere. It's vital. It has to be ideal and correct. For every, all babies to be born. Because that baby's coming out of a pocket of water after nine months of nature's plan and with a percentage of water per organ to be born. And that baby begins to live. That baby begins to live from that moment on with what I study, evaporation of water. I'm not going to say the word dehydration. It was overused. Dehydration means extreme problems on each part of the body. It could be the fungus on the toe. It could be your ulcers. It could be your headache. It could be your dry eye. It could be uh, uh, cardio problems. It could be anything that's causing you a problem with over-dehydration. But there's a process first called evaporation of water. That water begins, that water evaporation begins at birth. 
No two eyes alike. No two fingerprints are alike. We're all walking different. We even have a little different look. So we looked a little bit. Now, what is that all about? What is that study? What is that health education that we should be learning per person? Now, when you're living on your planet and you come to that birth, that electricity of the atmosphere, you're the battery living with it. It's how you live, like a walking battery. All of us do. What are those symptoms? What are those diseases? They're even having to make up new words for diseases. There's so many, sadly. And I decided I wanted to look for cures, not just remission. Now, I'm not going to say the word just remission, but remission of the disease. I think we need to look for cures. We as people, when we are diagnosed, have to take full responsibility too, to work with the medical field, the doctors. Don't hold the doctors totally working at it. Look at all the patients they've got, all the things they have to do every day in their lives. You join the Health Olympics for yourself, for the training that you need to learn. Learn to get to know you, who you are, how you click, what triggers you, what makes you healthier, and what doesn't make you healthier. Have you had times when you maybe we call it cheating and did something that you shouldn't have done to cheat your health, the life, the gift that you were given to live? Each person's life is a gift to live. When that baby is born, that's a gift to begin a life, to live on the nature of this earth. We have to learn. We, need to, we can study today more than ever in history. We don't have to go to the library the way we used to. You get to do it by your new technology called search engine optimization, but poking in the name with an algorithm to go find over and over everything you want to compare it to and learn. There's so much to learn. And when you think you're learning, don't think you know. Do like research does, like all of us do in research. Take it as it flows. Study as you go. If you ever think you know enough, you're in trouble that day. Don't think you know enough. Don't get emotionally caught up. And you'll want to learn more. Have you ever noticed that people with emotional decisions cut off what they could be learning? Our emotions slow us down from learning to get to know who we are. Open up. Enjoy what's going on out there, the life we all have and we share. And now more than ever on the planet, we're sharing it because of the Internet, going out and getting on an airplane invention, and getting around the world by boat and getting relationships. And like this radio show, 
listening to this show and listening to people from all over the world that we talk to. It is so much fun. Now with water on the planet. Water is cut off for 2 million residents in Zambabwe's capital, Herrera. What happened there? Go and check that out. For 2 million residents, they're not going to live. Newark, New Jersey says water crisis is serious. Easing as a lead filter problems, but still serious. Pakistan is scrambling to save mountain villages from runaway glaciers and problems. They're having to learn. Giant sinkholes are forming around Tehran due to drought and excessive water pumping in Iranian Cape, the Iranian capital. So that's putting people out of water. Two-thirds of the globe face water. They're facing water shortages. And major studies are finding they don't know what to do about it. Even in one of the most industrial revolution countries on the planet, the United States of America, is having water problems, but you don't hear it. Please ask questions. Make sure that the infrastructure of all your countries and your, where you live, the infrastructure priority, number one, water. It, your life, your health depends on it. You need five things to live to be healthy. One, you need how to breathe in and out. But you also have to breathe that humidity. That moisture in the air is keeping you alive. Your body has to breathe it. Your, your breathing has to breathe it. Number two, you need, it's vital, drink no less than eight to ten glasses of water a day. And take it serious to water. Drink one whole glass at a time. Not just sip it. One whole glass is a serious way to drink. The body needs to absorb, make a decision. Don't you think you're going to be making it? You let the body absorb that to make the decision. Your food, your nutrition, your choices are vital to your health. You're vital. We're learning that the new medicine in the future is going to be what you eat with the medicine is vital. You're hearing that now. Well, wouldn't that be for every day if you're not taking medicine? Yes, it's vital. Oh, we can cheat and go do once in a while something. It's called cheating. Simple, but deliciously simple. But not every day. Moderate exercise and then sleeping with the Earth's plan. Earth is sleeping out there with the solar system and that glide. Have you ever seen an example of how the Earth is living with the solar system? That's how we should be living with ourselves and on this Earth. Flow with it. And when you're getting up in the morning, remember, don't live just in self. 
live away from mostly self with that flow. So you're willing to take that serious, something more important with the planet and life and, and you to live with everything else there is out there. But with water is vital in your life. Today we're going to introduce Dr. Jan Juan Montero. He founded the Montero Medicine Mission in July of 2011 after having an experience at an international medical mission over three decades himself. He decided he wanted to get into medical missions and create sustainable projects for physicians and obviously people out there that needed it for international roots. During this time, he has developed vast contact through his philanthropic and human life's work, both in the USA and around the world. He is a retired general and non-cardiac thoric surgeon. Dr. Montero is an integral person who, oh, an inaugural person from the co-recipient of the American College of Surgeons, surgical volunteer, He's been back, he's been around the world, honored. He's from the Philippines. We're going to be introducing Dr. Montero, but we'll have our sponsor first. Today, our sponsor, Nature Tears Eye Mist, has got an announcement. Dry eye is out of control. Lack of education is serious. From birth, when that eyelid opens, you have a surface that's 99% water. And on that surface, the weight that touches it is sensitive to over-evaporation. As we've been talking, had doctors from all over the world teach us that are authorities in research and eyes and dry eye, that your problems with your eyes are so sensitive that you may not be alerted to them because dry eye has not really been educated. Dry eye is that evaporation of that surface of the eye from birth. It's individual. No two eyes alike. You need to learn more about your eyes and the healthy and demand it. And when you go to the doctor and you work with your doctor. You try to learn as much as you can because dry eye leads to vision impairment. So why a lot of these toddlers are wearing glasses to other ages all over the world. But dry eye is leading to problems of blindness. And they've known it. That's why they had me study years ago the, the evaporation of the eye. He built, invented the technology and the world took it on. It has been in market research and testing, went through his clinical trials. The product, Nature's Tears, I missed. 
is 100% water. It wouldn't work if it was any, anything in it. Not a concocted acid mantle, acidic protection to protect the eyes from its bacteria protection, which is your acid mantle balance, your pH balance. It's all natural. To be able to mist the eyes is often issue one for all ages all over the world. To be able to replenish the what's going on in the atmosphere and your life choices of over-evaporation to the eye. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be back with Dr. Montero. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Montero, are you with us? Yes, ma'am. Good afternoon from the East Coast of United States. Well, good afternoon to you, too. And I always ask the uh, guests, and thank you for coming on. And giving us your time and, and all that you've done for uh, all the philanthropy that you've done as a doctor and a volunteer. But tell us about your life before we begin to hear about your education you want to give us. Where did, as a little boy, where did you grow up and how, what was your inspiration to become what you did today? Well, poor as we are, a family from the island of Mindanao in the Philippines. It was always the uh, uh, wish of our parents that uh, hopefully all the children could be educated because that's the key to success in life. At age six, during uh, table dinner uh, talks, I was, quote, assigned to become the doctor of the family. So that uh, ingrained into my mind all the way through my adult life until I uh, graduated from school of medicine 
from Cebu Institute of Medicine in the Philippines and then uh, wished to become a surgeon, knowing that as a surgeon, I could do a whole lot more to save lives than just prescription with pills. So I was very fortunate to be uh, accepted uh, to one of the hospitals in the United States here in Norfolk, Virginia, to train uh, postgraduate in 1966, uh, which I did through uh, finishing general surgery and then fellowship at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville uh, on uh, thoracic surgery, non-cardiac thoracic surgery. I then practiced uh, general and thoracic surgery in uh, the uh, Tidewater area of Virginia, which is now called uh, Hampton Roads, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, where I live, uh, for 35 years and uh, retired, quote, from practice uh, in 2007. But all along, after finishing what was required of me as a surgeon, after I became a fellow of the American College of Surgeons in 1977, I started uh, to give back to Uncle Sam uh, for the rewards I have gotten through the years. That's why, where my volunteerism started, helping the poor, poorest of the poor migrant workers in the eastern shore of Virginia through our mobile clinic project of the Philippine Medical Association, which I was the founding president in 1978. So uh, my volunteerism uh, is uh, through uh, urban, uh, rural, and international uh, components. The uh, rural being with the migrant workers during summertime uh, to take care of their uh, health problems uh, on weekends. And uh, the urban is through the uh, creation of uh, uh, Chesapeake Care Free Clinic in 1992 when I found out that a number of my patients were losing their insurance. And uh, I, I, I thought then that something has to be done as a safety net for this uh, uh, disenfranchised segment of our population, uh, which is really uh, uh, a blemish to the wealthiest country in the world. I was hoping then that by the turn of the century, from 1992 to, nine, to 2000, that I would not see this kind of facility anymore. And I was so wrong. And now you can see there are now lots of... Uh, 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 clinics around the country as safety net for the uninsured and the underinsured or the underserved. On the international front, I had been doing medical missions since 1981 and then uh, created eight years ago Montero Medical Missions. And uh, the uh, vision and mission we have on, of this uh, organization, international Human humanitarian organization is to incorporate the work of a medical missionary or missionary with that of a Peace Corps volunteer. After all the experiences I had, I found out that the best way to really ingratiate uh, all the people, uh, supporters, 
and the to be, uh, and to the people that we serve is to create sustainable projects when we're there doing mission work as when we operate on patients. Now, Dr. Montero, I want to ask you a question there for a moment. What was your specialty when you finally graduated from medical school? What has become your specialty in um, your practice? It is general surgery and thoracic surgery. That's what I practice. Okay. Okay, for for which which specialties? For uh, you know, general surgery. I mean, it encompasses all problems in the abdomen and all surgical problems in the chest, except the heart okay. and the uh, okay. blood vessels. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you're out there uh, working with uh, your, you found yourself working with the people who didn't have the means to buy. Uh, health insurance, whether they be a migrant or whoever in our c- country. And that's what you meant by Uncle Sam, United States yes. of America. Uh, our, uh-huh. our show goes worldwide. But anyway, oh, uh, in the United States um, is the Uncle Sam of the world. You're right. And um, it's, it's been giving generously forever so far back. Yes, ma'am, most world. generous country in the world, yeah. It, it is nothing more generous than the United States of America to give their blood and Agreed. their pocketbook, yes, right, to sharing with the world our planet and taking it serious of how we all live together. And uh, these issues like you ran into were very serious. Our health education worldwide I found is so sad because uh, we don't have the health education. Even in the United States, the way we had so far back to think out loud, to think together with a physician about health education. Um, when the baby's born, it goes home, and they're not giving it the health education, just a bunch of pamphlets. And uh, I found one of the clues was, doctor, is the, the amount of water that people should be drinking every day to be healthier. And there's certain things with food that they need out of their diet to be healthier and to mend their illness or their injury or whatever. They're mm-hmm. not being educated about. Um, and I don't like the word... I'm going to be upfront with you. The alternatives of your health. <laughs> There's <laughs> common sense to your health that is necessary to drink enough water, learn how to breathe, uh, learning the proper food for you personally, everyone out there, all of us. And if you have to go to the doctor to assist the doctor, to help the doctor learn how you're ticking. And what, yeah. it's, what, what it's all about, too. And don't force it all on you, the doctor. Have to make, to make all of this, everything, um, all the decisions and how it's, that person's going to operate their human life when they leave the doctor's office that day. They've got to learn to be health educated. Now, when your patients, I'm going to have fun here for a minute with you, um, you're so dedicated 
But when your patients come to see you, whether you be a volunteer clinic or whatever it is, did you ever ask them how much water they're drinking? Not on the context of how much water they drink, but I encourage them to uh, uh, stay healthy. And again, but water naturally, uh, knowing that 70% of our body is made up of water. And uh, right. it's just com- common sense that uh, everyone uh, should but remember. Not, doctor, can I share with you? Believe it or yeah. not, what's happening with all of our life, with all the everything that we're learning to be so smart, all your patients, they're, they're smart too because they talk to each other, they watch television, they might yeah. be on the internet, <laughs> they know a lot. Oh yeah, we have, a, well, we have an educated population when it comes to healthcare. Supposedly. And they think they know so much, but the common sense, how much water are you drinking? Oh, I forget during the day. And most men will say, oh, I don't like to drink water, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they'll say, yeah. and the woman, you'll ask a woman with her children, are you making sure that before they go to school, they drink some water? Did you ever think about making sure at school they're drinking enough water to be That's a bright, healthy student? I know recently I was quizzing my grandson because we're thinking about having some children shows here on the radio. And I was thinking, he's bright and he's very articulate. What would his answers be? I started out with, how much water do you drink? And he says, well, when I get up in the morning, I had some water and my mother makes sure I carry water to school in my container. And they Mm -hmm. have a new thing at school where you can go fill your water up. It was new. That I was impressed with. It wasn't just a water fountain. It was a water thing, a particular device for kids to fill up their water cups and so on. So I said, what are you eating when you go to school? Do you have breakfast? Oh, yeah, my mud. I have something. And then he tells me what it was. And then we went on. But again, people forget. Now, the reason he remembers maybe, because it's my world, studying water all these forever. And I talk about it all the time. I practice it. But... When I've asked some of the doctors, in fact, I had a scientist on here, very prestigious scientist, Dr. Montero, and I said to him, I said, did you have to, have you had to go to the doctor for anything personal for a while? He said, oh, yeah. I said, when you went to the doctor, did he remind you, ask you how much water you're drinking? And he didn't say anything for a minute. I thought I might have lost him. He said, oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> and I said, that is, and Dr. Montero, you know, it, it, it's common sense to remind the person who thinks they know a lot, that has a lot going on in their everyday life, that they need to drink water. Don't forget that. And even the doctor, how much water do you drink a day, <laughs> Dr. Montero? I, 
I probably would drink about <laughs> even between five to eight uh, glasses at most if I play golf or play tennis. I mean, I used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to ask you another but, tricky question. We'll go on to your life and other things you do. And when you but, drink your water, Dr. Montero, how are you drinking it? Are you drinking one whole glass at a time to absorb it? Or are you just having some water? I'm just having some water, really. <laughs> it's not yeah. in the glass type thing with, with the kind okay. of life that I lead. It's always You've got to pace. drink one whole glass at a time and let the body absorb it. Do you have any plants <laughs> that you love to water? Do you let them sip or do you let them absorb their water that you gave your plant? You let well, them absorb it. My, my three meals a day that I, when I eat, and naturally that's when you have a real glass of water that you drink or milk or whatever. But you want to drink and, uh, the serious water, but back yeah. to your playing. You, and then if you have to go to the, to the restroom before you go play tennis, uh, you mm-hmm. do that because you did have your hydration before you did that. But back to what's going on out there with the world out there is, yeah. is there's a water crisis going on other than the crisis that the planet nature of the earth is having. Uh, and all. We've got a situation of lack of health education with some very easy, no expensive, common sense stuff. And uh, what you're doing is absolutely priceless. And the power you have for that health education is priceless because you have an audience to show what, what they need to learn to do, be health educated, so that when they're in front of you and they, and they leave you, they're going to try to remember, not to forget this time, their health, yeah. I call it the doctor, the health Olympics. They're going to be in training to be taking care of themselves to help you to do a better job of their health too. That's so that's right, Sharon. You and 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 Sharon talking about water. Uh, let me t- tell you about something that uh, water, but not in the sense that you take it in your body. Uh, our number one project right now in the Philippines that it's ongoing is to uh, create a. Um, floating medical clinic between islands so that we can then get to people in the far-flung coastal community, especially during disasters and typhoons, for instance, and earthquakes, things like that. And uh, this is one way also to, like you said, educate the the rural areas very difficult to get into during the time of uh, uh, disasters. And Let's that's what do something. we're we've working gotta, we've now in the Philippines. A, we're going to take a break with our sponsor for the first time and last time. And then we're going to come back and you're going to teach us what you do when you go into those situations to get people's health, get their excited, get them excited about they're going to be fine. You're going to do fine. We're all going to be in this together. This is kind of like the Olympics. We're in training. What are we going to learn with each other? But you've got to think about your health while you're trying to rebuild. Yeah. Because uh, it's important to rebuilding, or you're not going to be able to rebuild the way you want. Uh, would you wait? Uh, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, Doctor Montero. And okay. I promise I'm not going to put you on the spot anymore. <laughs> 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 we'll be we'll be right back. 
We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that dry eye all over the world is out of control because it's not lack of education? At the surface of your eye is a 99% water. When anything touches it, it's too heavy. You need, you cannot encourage any more evaporation. If you have to wear glasses as a toddler and you find yourself in life anxiety, it could be too dry of an eye. If you had an operation like LASIK, cataract, whatever, it causes extreme dry eye. Nature's Tears Eye Mist was invented to be 100% natural. It has to all acid mantle bacteria protection naturally, not concocted, to be able to have a mist to supplement what the atmosphere cannot do when you need it personally with just a mist. It will feel better, it is safe, and will go along with your application of your eye drops too. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature Cheers Eye Mist, and we'll be back with that special person, Dr. Mentiro. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. And Dr. Montero, when we took our moment there with our sponsor, yes. were you, and, you were telling us about the, health educa- about the education about your floating medical clinic. When you do that, to, to go into those um, different... Um, crises of those uh, horrible um, conditions of a person who's had a hurricane and or any, anything that's been a disaster, whether it be a volcano, uh, earthquake, or whatever it may be, yeah. the challenges must be beyond. Tell us about what your goals are when you go in uh, to, to try to help them. 
Well, uh, when such uh, uh, emergencies happen, especially in archipelagic countries like the Philippines, we have so many islands, 7,106 to be exact what being said. Uh, it, it's, uh, we are visited by typhoons in the Philippines, especially uh, an average of 22, and, uh, and practically half of those are killer typhoons. And uh, so to facilitate uh, the distribution of uh, health care uh, support materials, uh, this kind of facility, this is a novel project, never been done yet that, uh, on a basis that we would like it to. Uh, and uh, it is a fiberglass uh, 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 boat, uh, 19 meters long, uh, a trimaran, shallow draft that can land all the way to the beaches. And then uh, we bring uh, uh, food supply and or medical, especially medical supplies. And then uh, uh, also with the healthcare professionals in tow uh, to take care of the population afflicted. And uh, so this is our concept. Uh, it is, we are doing a GoFundMe thing that we uh, through our Montero Medical Missions dot org uh, website, and uh, uh, so it is worldwide, and hopefully uh, we can uh, uh, get to our goal of three hundred thousand dollars for this uh, particular vehicle. And then uh, the Philippines, being so many islands, we need uh, uh, at least three of this type of boat that could be uh, used. Uh, right away and that's what we have in mind so uh, mm -hmm. uh, we have sustainable projects on eyesight and eyesight yeah we have ophthalmologists optometrists involved in this project this is our flagship project in the philippines and then we have a prosthesis project and uh, dental care and women's health and diabetes screening food for children those are our projects they would like to implement in those coastal farmland, mm -hmm. coastal communities mm -hmm. in a sustainable uh, manner. Now, I'm going to ask you about, uh, we'll go back to dry eye here, for, or the eyes pretty soon, but the, the children diseases, what did you just say was a problem with children in those areas? Yes, uh, we have, uh, it's, it's easy to us, uh, like I said, our flagship project is on, we call it uh, Eyesight 2020, a sustainable project of Montero Medical Missions. And mm -hmm. the chairman of this project in the Philippines is the past president of the Optometrist Association of the Philippines. So mm -hmm. he has contact all over the country for optometrists. And here in Virginia, we have a very uh, good relationship with the Lions of Virginia. And they oh, uh, right. give us the supply for eyeglasses and oh. or other uh, equipment you know, medical equipment mm -hmm. that they could examine children. Now, they're doing this in school mm -hmm. children now, too. They screen them on their uh, eye problems. And uh, just like you said, uh, dry eyes is very common uh, on the population. So uh, uh, this, this is very, uh, these are life-changing, uh, uh, non-invasive uh, uh, projects, really, except for if you call it the cataract operation. It's not really that painful. And, uh, and then the after, cataract, uh, after those cataract operations, they're finding out, as you know, 
the eyes get even more dry. That, well, again, uh, it's the specialist right. that will uh, explain that to right. the patients. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but real quickly before I move on from that one, since you've got it out there, uh, on the eyes with the children, you said something about diabetics and the children? Well, everyone uh, will be screened. Our, uh, when it comes to diabetes, it's all just screening. We're not treating them. Once and we of course, screen that would them, the know- eyes, the eye diabetic, really affects oh, yes. the eyes. Yes, the, oh, the, yes. The, the ones they, the, that are found, uh, especially if we find them to be diabetic through examination of the eye, right. they are right away, uh, they are right away referred to the ophthalmologist and if, uh, and or the, uh, uh, social worker. That now, could is get blindness, the, the right blindness a real problem among children that have that diabetic problem? Uh, yes, it's not uncommon to uh, see uh, children with diabetes, uh, and that's what you call the type 1 diabetes. Yeah, yeah, juvenile. Wow. You know, I never, I need to tell you, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, in these, in, in, where, which countries do you think are being affected by children getting diabetic? And which countries are dominating that, uh, that statistic? Well, I, I don't have the statistics really, but we have... Well, we, they're kind of throw something have, in the air. Uh-huh. Yeah, in the Philippines, that's what we have done, you know, to... Uh, it's mm-hmm. green as, as every time mm-hmm. we do mission work as much as we can. Okay. Hey, I ask you, Guan, for your scientific side of you, of studies, because you're learning as you're out there. I mean, what are, can you imagine how much you're learning for the world to, for the education of research to get even better? Uh, but that, we call that IP values in the business world, but, but in research, it's IP values to understand now, when with children getting they're very diabetic, uh, what is what is in the diet that's causing that? <laughs> you won't like my answer <laughs> because because I so many people that are diabetic in the, in the country because of uh, uh, fast food invented here. I would say in America and uh, yeah. and with that kind of food that we eat. Over there in the Philippines. Oh, you oh, they're over in the Philippines. They're eating a lot of fast food for the children. Yeah, they have. Yeah, oh. all over the world. <laughs> oh dear, America. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> we're, we're cutting down on the. We're cutting down on the on the tobacco and the oh. smoking tobacco, but but yeah, we, you know we, we are, you know the next. Next time we have a helicopter. In fact, I'm going to have to bring on the show. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring on the show the head, uh, the chairman, and the head of some of these fast food locations. <laughs> and get them to start thinking about a healthier diet all over the world to choose from. In fact, I think they are. But they already did get everybody to have an acquired taste to cheat. I call it cheating uh-huh. uh, uh, when we do it. But uh, but I don't know why. But I thought your the, the traditions of the diet in those countries of the Philippines would be dominating. But the children influence is that 
a big double that McDonald's M or whatever it may be, Wendy's or or Burger King or whoever, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. wow! Exactly. <laughs> and it's probably because it comes from America that makes it even more attractive to go be be eating that way. <laughs> we, we, we copy we copy a lot American, you know. <laughs> Yeah, from America. I never thought about that with diabetics, though. That with children, and you're teaching me a lot too here. Uh, but back to now, when you go into these um, into the country, what is a dominant problem that you run into that really is sad that you wish there was more research with? Well, uh, number one, uh, that because that could be preventable, uh, one that really would uh, uh, get you uh, in diabetes, uh, hypertension, because they are hand in hand, more or less, uh, uh, mm-hmm. weight uh, problem. Uh, there, uh, you, because of the fast food, we now have plenty of overweight Filipinos, too. Oh. <laughs> you know, oh. we're tiny. We're generally uh, smaller, a whole lot. Right. And, uh, but... but but you will see lots of overweight Filipinos now, too. Yeah. And the wow. diet, again, but like you said, if we can just control the diet and good educate, key is education, educating the population. And uh, that's what we would like health, to do when we do it, mission work. I call it the Health Olympics education. It's yeah. vital. All over the world. It should be a membership right. to join and think it's fun. You know, um, people think... Oh, I don't want to be vain. Um, I'm not going to think too much about that. I, know, I might be too vain. I want them to be vain. I want them to think about what's best for their health, their lives. Yeah. It's a gift handed to them to live, a gift to live. And they got to think about what's best for them. Now, before, I'm going to kind of move on now. Coming from the state of New Virginia, and you were talking about migrants. Uh, we're yeah. talking about migrants there that come to work in Virginia. Yeah, migrant workers in the eastern okay, shore of Virginia. Okay, that is a concern. That's been a concern about their health. Is they they don't think about health. They're just trying to survive and, exactly. and, and get a job. Matter of survival. Yeah. 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 Now yeah. you get run over uh, into the. When we discovered we, uh, what uh, them out there, what their needs are. Uh, right. There was no organized health care at that time. From 79 oh. to 884, we were there with the mobile clinic mm-hmm. that I used to drive, 28-foot, 20 bagels, okay. uh, and uh, to their migrant camps. And uh, on Friday evenings, mm-hmm. come back at around midnight uh, mm-hmm. then to our area. Crossing now, what the are the age groups, what are the age yeah. groups that you run into there that, um, that you found uh, that you wanted to learn more about? the age groups of migrants. Do you remember? Well, many of them are in, in, in the families, believe it okay. or not, you know, children on the way to adults. Yeah. And uh, they are in groups, you know, and they, they are mm-hmm. housed in those dilapidated houses. And at that time, now they have excellent mm-hmm. facilities, migrant uh, camps that, where you can go now if you want to. But they also have now organized health care. Provided by rural and health no, system. And no, probably, wa- do they have enough water to drink? Yes. Think they yes. Get oh, oh, okay. yes. 
Correct, correct. Yeah, that's not the problem and at then, all. And the nutrition, and, uh, the food. What do you think the normal food is served to them? I don't really know. I, I know it's so quick to say it's fast food. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, people are aware of uh, what's going on. So uh, whoever mm-hmm. are the managers of uh, uh, these uh, plantations uh, where, where they pick crops, uh, the, the mm-hmm. crops that they pick by hand, by hand mm-hmm. uh, they are all aware of uh, to make sure that the, the migrants are well fed. Yeah. Well, not only well fed, but are they getting a diet to be healthier so that when they're they're That's not, they're not the going to be walking I, I around being to you on that, but I'm, to I'm each sure. other. Yeah. 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 You, do you ever take a peek at that for fun just to kind of learn that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we want to make sure they have proper diet, not all glucose and starches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are these people that come in from the Philippines, or are there people from all over? No, there's no no people from the Philippines. They're coming oh, okay. from uh, uh, Central America, and uh, in fact, at one time when we were there, they newly arrived both people from Asia. Some of them were in that group because at that time mm-hmm. they, were, they didn't have any uh, specific dwelling places, really. But look what has happened to those boat people. Many of them now are millionaires. Uh, Unbelievable. Oh, then, I mean, uh, oh, then, uh, I'm going to back you up on that one just a minute so I can understand. What do you mean by the old people now have become millionaires? What does that mean? Both, not old people, both people, both. You know, the Vietnamese, the Cambodians, the Laotians oh, that came I to America. Nationality. That you, nationality. You've heard of that uh, Came uh, here phrase. long ago. They, well, I need to tell you one, and I'll give you the last minute here in a minute. My husband is from Holland, the Netherlands. And when he first moved here in 1956, I think it was, 57, uh-huh. we had hot fields. And they hired him to work in the hot fields. So that he and he had to dig into the ground with his hands. That's what they were doing, and they needed those migrant type people to dig uh-huh. into the do certain things that other people weren't doing. And so, and he was one of those, and only made so much an hour by. But he, he was after the money. He just moved here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. These are these are the most appreciative people. That's why we have that kind of uh, migrant mentality. Uh, and uh, they work so hard, and then they appreciate everything. They save their well, money. Sure di- and like, I'm going like to bring said, it up and give you the last minute here. They're sure different. I'm going to say something because I have a, I'm founder of the corporation and what I do, but I will say they're sure different than those golden parachutes out there. <laughs> they exactly. get those contracts and move Absolutely. on to other companies and don't think about anybody else but the five years. But back to That's you right. have a minute left. Tell the world about what your goals are here real quick. You've got one minute. Uh, to tell the world about what? Tell the world about what your goal is. You've got one minute. Okay. Uh, I would like to go to as many different places worldwide and create sustainable projects. Uh, we mm-hmm. involve the locals. The Rotarians and the Lions are the best service organizations oh, the uh, to work with, right. with everyone. Well, thank you for coming on today, and uh, I want to remind everybody that Dr. Montero is the founder, 
of a, of a center group of people that go all over the world. And what's the name of your group again? You want to tell them? MonteroMedicalMissions.org. That is our website. And uh, okay. more information can be found there. MonteroMedicalMissions.org. All right. And then there's a PayPal going on to help raise money right now. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah. GoFundMe you have a nice, for our okay. project, Floating okay. Medical Clinic well, Project. You have a nice day. And God bless you, too, you Sharon. and keep up the world, keep up what you're doing. Thank you very much, Sharon. Thank you. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening today. Earth is whispering, put a child in your hand. There's no such thing as an imperfect child. They're all perfect, all over the world. You care about a child, you will be blessed. You have a nice day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.